Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? It's question and answer time on our broadcast today. Stay tuned for our question and answer session, but first of all, a thank you to our Jay Webb for his kind introductions always, and greetings to everyone. We hope this broadcast will be profitable to you today, as from time to time we simply take questions and answers. These are questions that have been submitted to me in times past in my local preaching work, and I trust that they will be profitable for our time together. You know, when we talk about questions and answers, such is reminiscent of the matter of circumcision in Acts 15 and verse 1, and the conclusion in verse 2, when the Bible says, Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. And so it stands to reason, dear friends, when a matter arises or a question, something of interest, well, we will do our best in light of Scripture to address it. It is important when there is a sought-out question from the Bible or a question of faith that there's no better room or no better place to turn than the Bible, the Word of God, to enter into the room of knowledge within the holy pages of God's Word and to seek out those answers. So such is our opportunity today before us, as we have, again, our question and answer broadcast here on Are You Listening? of the International Gospel Hour. We're going to consider our questions in just a moment, but first of all, R.J. Webb has a few words. Since 1934, the International Gospel Hour has been heard over the radio. Did you know through God's will that we've been blessed to remain on the air through gracious giving of congregations of churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends? That's why you will never hear us asking for money or for any type of donation from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We plead for you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you always for listening. Let's continue our broadcast. And now, here's Jeff. Our first question is actually a request, and here it is. Discuss, they shall beat their swords into plowshares. Now, there are two verses with this expression, and both are in the Old Testament. In Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 4, and Micah 4 and verse 3. Now, dear friends, we're not surprised of this, for Micah is known as a contemporary, if you will, of Isaiah, and both were inspired by the same Holy Spirit. In Second Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, we find where no scripture is of any private interpretation, but that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Spirit. And so whenever we find the writings within the Bible, these writings, every word from the end of Genesis to the Amen of the Revelation was written by men inspired of God. For all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, 2 Timothy 3:16 and 17, and these holy men were moved by the Holy Spirit. A careful look at the context expressing the prophecy of both Isaiah and Micah when you see the phrase of they shall beat their swords into plowshares, 
it actually refers to the establishment of the church. And when you look in Isaiah 2, 2 and 3, before Isaiah 2 and verse 4, and Micah 4, verses 1 and 2, prior to Micah 4 and verse 3, then we understand the context is speaking of the church that Christ would establish. Now, a figurative phrase of this, they shall beat their swords into plowshares, is of a figurative nature, and it shows the end result of the church that was established by Christ, and how the Christian should follow our King, Jesus Christ. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, 1 Timothy 6.15. He is also known as the Prince of Peace in Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. The church is a place of peace, whereas Jesus breaks down walls, as we note in Ephesians 2, 15 and 17. Jesus, in Matthew 5, 9, taught us that blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons or the children of God. And, of course, those within the church are to be bringing forth the gospel of peace, Ephesians 6 and verse 15. So when we find the phrase, they shall beat their swords into plowshares, as this ties in within the church, that means that within the church we are to lay down our battles between us and to come in Christ as one. This would stand out more so for the Jew and Gentile, and we note that from the phrase, breaking down the walls of partition in Ephesians 2, 15 and 17. So, dear friends, this is a figurative phrase that expresses how the church would make a difference in this world, to be individuals of peace and to strive to be peacemakers. And it also reminds us of the words of Christ in John 18, verse 36. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Jesus did not come into the world to establish another earthly government, but the heavenly government, and that being the church of our Lord, His kingdom. The second question is one that is asked quite often to members of Churches of Christ. I have found this question come my way as I have labored in Churches of Christ all of my life. And maybe you have wondered about this question. Why is it wrong to have instruments of music in worship. The Bible does not say, Thou shalt not have musical instruments. Maybe you have wondered this question. We will do our best to answer in light of Scripture. First of all, I'd like for us to consider the second phrase of the question of the Bible does not say. Well, dear friends, when we mention that, let's, let's examine some other things. The Bible does not say, Thou shalt not use loaf bread and water for the Lord's Supper. But it does tell us what to use and what to do. You know, the Bible does not say, Thou shalt not offer prayers through the Mother Mary for praying. But it does tell us how to pray and to whom we pray and to whom we pray through, that being Jesus Christ. The Bible does not say, Thou shalt not baptize babies, but it does tell us who can be baptized and how people believed, repented, and confessed. So, dear friends, when someone says, Well, the Bible does not say, it is actually not a valid argument. But let us be more concerned with what the Bible authorizes. What does the Bible say? Now, for the first question, Why is it wrong to have instruments in worship? 
Dear friends, did you know that the New Testament does not authorize instruments to be used in worship? The New Testament does not authorize instruments to be used in worship. When the word music is presented in the New Testament in Luke 15.25 and Revelation 18.22, it does not apply to worship. When the word play is presented in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians 10.17, it does not apply to worship. When the word instrument is presented in the New Testament in Romans 6, verse 13, it does not apply to worship. Music was presented in the New Testament, for example, the prodigal son in Luke 15. There was a merry-making or a party because he had come home. When the word play is used in 1 Corinthians 10, 7, it's the only passage in the New Testament where we find the word play. And the word instrument in Romans 6.13 is referring to the heart of man. I find this rather interesting, folks, because when you find that is the case, then let's back up and see what the Bible does say. The Bible teaches us what music to express, and that is to sing. There are a number of passages that affirm this, but how about Colossians 3.16? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. When we consider other passages as Ephesians 5 and verse 19, that we are to sing and to make melody in our heart. Now, I will be the first to affirm that the phrase making melody there literally means in the original language to pluck the string. But notice what he says, making melody in our heart. So you would, if you will, pluck the string of the heart, or the heart is the instrument of which we offer up our song to God. After all, it's within our hearts that we need to have understanding. And 1 Corinthians fourteen fifteen commands us, to sing with the Spirit and understanding. Other passages, Romans 15, 9, Hebrews 2 and verse 12, James 5 and verse 13, and Revelation 15, 3. Instruments in worship, dear friends, are simply not supported in the New Testament worship. And that is why we will not affirm it is right, but rather we must say it is wrong to offer therein. Now, dear friends, I realize that's a question that may catch some people by surprise, but it's one of the most often asked questions of members of Churches of Christ, and we've done our very best to grant you an answer from the Bible. Dear friends, as we think on these things, we like to address questions of our listeners. Sometimes we receive questions, and we will gladly consider them. Now, dear friends, in considering a question does not mean our commitment to the question but we will gladly evaluate them. Also, we are thankful that we can offer a study called Answering Questions. Let me try that again, dear friends. Sorry about that. Answering Questions to Christianity. It's kind of a tongue twister. And as we end our broadcast today, if you'd love to have a copy of that free study for the study in your own home, call us at 1-855-IGH-6988 or one 844 
Leave us your name, address, and just say question study, and we'll send it very quickly. Dear friends, thank you for joining us on every broadcast of the International Gospel Hour, and we will do our Q&A another time. Again, I'm so grateful that you've joined me today. Let's continue our studies together, shall we? I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.